it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Well, here we are again, Sales with Sully. Hi, I'm Scott Sullivan, your host, and I want to thank you for listening in every week. For the last six weeks, we have been talking about the March to SPI, Solar Power International. If you have not listened to this series, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to all six of these episodes because it'll apply to any large event or anything else that you have going on from event marketing or preparation, planning, all the steps that it takes to get ready for a large sales event or marketing event. So here we are, the title of this week, it's now go time. So go time means (laughs) the planning is done, the hotel rooms are booked, the airfare is booked, the booth has been shipped. All of all of your appointments are set. The executive summaries, and we're going to go through a list of all of those things that are are done and complete. But it is now go time. You're traveling uh, in last minute preparation, and you're traveling to the show, and you're ready to actually show up and execute the plan that you have put so so wonderfully put together and ready to go for Solar Power International. So here we are at go time. Now let's let's just go through a little bit of a checklist. Back in the very very first episode 6 weeks ago. Oh my gosh, 6 weeks ago. We talked about the planning, how it's never too early to start planning. The week or two after the event, if it's an annual event, start planning the next one. And you start with an EBI. Even better if, while it's fresh in your mind, sit down with your team in a conference room or on a video call and say How could it have been better, even better if? That way it removes all the personal from it. Uh, There's no criticism. Nobody gets defensive. I like to do this at every single sales meeting. Anytime that we're together, I like to close the meeting with an EBI and I write them down. Write down the things that would have made the meeting better. Even better if the room had been a little cooler because I was falling asleep in the afternoon. Even better if we had had uh, coffee in the morning. Even better if the hotel was you know closer and not 40 miles away and we had to drive and fight traffic. All of those things just take them all down. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make all of those changes, especially at once, but it's good to have and keep in a database. So after the event and you've got your EBIs from last year, you pull those out 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks in advance and you start talking to the marketing department. You start talking to the sales department. You get the stakeholders in the room and you start doing the planning. Earlier, the better. Get planning early. Figure out what the goal of this particular event is. In this particular case, it's SPI, Solar Power International. How are we going to support the sales organization with tactical marketing? You know, the marketing that goes from zero to one on a sale, not the brand or strategic marketing, which is here's our brand and here's how great we are. Those are different marketing concepts. 
work with the sales organization and the marketing department working together. Figure out what the goal of this event is. What is the ROI? Is the goal and the ROI to get one new customer because one new customer is worth X number of millions of dollars in sales over the next three years? Is the goal to bolster and, and draw our cl customers closer and to get an extra 10 or 15 or 20% of sales from our existing customer database? Maybe it's both. Whatever it is, but you've worked through that because that was 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks ago and you started working through that with your marketing department. Now you start to put together a, a overview, a strategic overview of what is going to happen, when, and how. Engineers like to call that a Gantt chart <laughs> for, for all of you engineering geeks out there. So we now have a timeline. So the booth has to be paid for by X, meaning the space where you're going to rent it in the hall. It has to be picked and paid for by X. The second deposit has to be made by Y. These are all things that you put on the timeline. The actual booth, the construction of the booth has to be, you have to start design of the booth. Uh, 12 weeks out or whatever it happens to be for your marketing department check you know so there it is you're working very closely with your marketing department to make sure that sales and marketing are working together sales needs to have input on the booth it's not just a marketing booth it's a sales booth also we need a private place to have a conversation we need the volume of this you know giant screen tv to be lower or we need it to be repositioned on the other end of the booth so that we can have you know conversations we need to have a separate meeting room and a separate hotel for those ultra private meetings whatever the sales team's input is the marketing department should be listening because you're helping to put this planning together and the sales team is going to help you meet your ROI so if you're listening to this and you're the marketing director congratulations this will this will help you if you're listening to this and you're the sales director congratulations it'll also help you this six-week series, now seven-week series, has been all about getting ready for a giant uh, event type of marketing. 25,000 people are going to be converging on Anaheim on September 23rd through the 27th, and we're all going to be talking about solar and energy storage. What is our ROI? What have we done for all the planning? We've got our strategic plan. We know the timelines. Now we're going to move more in a granular basis. Who's going to be in the booth? What are they going to wear? What are we going to talk about? What products are we going to highlight? What services are we going to highlight? What are the things that we're going to present at the show? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to fill a, a pipeline and a database? Or are we trying to actually close a sale? What are the things that have to be done now in the six to 10 weeks prior to the show from the sales organization? Do they have to go out and physically visit the customer to get things prepped and ready? Do they need to make phone calls to have appointments? What are the things that need to get done in order to meet the goals that we've set out for this particular event? Then the sales team starts to implement their actual uh, parts and pieces. Well, our goal was to, to set 30 appointments per salesperson. We have two salespeople. That means we need 60 appointments. We have two conference rooms. We've booked them on half hour intervals. This is what we're going to talk about in each one of those meetings. 
Who are the people that need to be in that in each of those meetings? In some cases, we need the head of engineering. Some cases, we need the head of sales. Some cases, we need the CEO or the CFO. Uh, each one of those will then be put together so that we have a agenda and we know exactly who's showing up. Now, who's responsible for making sure that our guests actually show up and come? Is there a map? Do they know how to get to the actual booth? Do they know the booth number? Has it been emailed and texted to them at least five times over the last five weeks? Three days before the show, two days before the show, the day of the show. Do they now know on the time and, and place that they need to be at a certain time? Have they confirmed once, twice, three times? Does everybody know where they're going to be and who's going to greet them and what we're going to offer them to drink or eat? What are all those things, all those details are worked out. Have we finished all of the executive summaries? Do we have the executive summaries in a file folder for each of the executives? Mr. CEO, thank you for joining this particular meeting with XYZ Company. I've set the appointment. Here's an executive summary of what we are trying to accomplish. We're gonna be meeting with ABC. Here's his name, Joe. Here's his title, his e email address. Here's the goal of this appointment. We are going to try and get him to commit to letting us do one project. He's working on three large projects right now in the Caribbean. We would like to have opportunity to bid on one of those. I'm using you, Mr. CEO, as leverage to get him to come to the table. They're very, very happy with their last vendor, with their current vendor. They had a ex bad experience with their last vendor. Whatever you have on the executive summary, as long as it can be read in less than one minute. Now we have that file folder. It has the customer's name in code on the outside. Now why in code? Here's a little tidbit right here's a nugget for you. Get ready. You don't want to leave file folders laying around in a competitive situation with the brand name on it. So if you're meeting with Pepsi or PepsiCo and you write Pepsi on there and one of your competitors walks by, they see a file folder with PepsiCo on it. They know that their company, their customer that they have may be meeting with you. That causes some anxiety and they may go do something proactive to make sure that that customer doesn't talk to you or that they don't lose that account or don't lose that business. So I would, I would suggest that you put a code on everything. So come up with a code name. Make sure that you have the code names on the file folders. Make sure you have them listed by CEO, by CTO, by COO, by head of sales, by head of marketing, whatever. And they're put in a safe place inside the booth. And right before the meeting, within minutes before the meeting, someone's responsibility is to hand it to the CEO. He or she opens up the file folder, reads the executive summary, sits down at the meeting, and they're ready to go. That is the best way to run these types of meetings. And the nice thing about it is, is 15 minutes prior to the meeting, someone's responsibility was to text them and say, uh, don't forget you have a meeting with our CEO in 15 minutes. We're at booth number XYZ, and here's how you get it. We're in hall one, two, three, four. We're in hall ABC, wherever we are. We're right next to the restrooms. You know, Here's the map of how to get there. So that that all got worked out and now all of a sudden you have a guest sitting at a table. Your CEO is fully vetted and ready to go in front of the customer. He knows what we're talking about and why we're there. And now you have a successful meeting. Your job is to be quiet, listen, and take notes, and then manage the follow-up. 
And the follow-up starts with, it's now go time. That means we're ready to go. What is the follow-up? Do you have a uh, gift that you're going to give to that particular account because they're a big account? Maybe you had a, you know, a graved pen or a, a coffee mug or a hat or whatever it is that you're giving away. Maybe you have a select few gifts that you give to very important VIP clients and this happens to be one. Make sure you know what the follow-up is. Make sure that if the CEO does not close for the follow-up that you do right at the end of the meeting. I would put it on the executive summary to say, here's our goal. Our goal is to get this customer to commit to a project in the Caribbean and what we would like for him to do is have a follow-up meeting with his engineering team and get us a copy of the plans. Of course, I'm making all of that up. But that would be the way that you would have a close. And then the CEO, if for some reason he or she didn't do that, you would be able to step right in at the end and close for the follow-up. Take the notes, make sure that they're done, put them onto, the, uh, onto your notes, whether they're electronic or handwritten, and make sure that you understand what the follow-up is. Thank the guest for coming and being there and, and meeting with the CEO, etc. Exchange all the niceties, the business cards, scan their badge, all the things that need to be done, and be ready for the next particular meeting. All of that has to be done in preparation prior to arriving at the city that the show or the trade show, the event is in. That all gets done prior to getting there. Because remember, once you get to a show, to a trade show, the price of everything goes up. A bottle of water becomes four times the normal price. A printed copy becomes five times the normal price. Internet, electricity, everything at a trade show within an exhibit hall is usually between, just assume it's 400% more expensive than it would be in the real world. Because remember, you're not in the real world, you're in an exhibit hall and this is a trade show. And you're probably in conjunction with a large event so you have some type of event management or company that you're working with. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. So you now have all of your planning done and it is go time, you're loaded, the, everything's been shipped, you're at the final hours. One last nugget, here we go. I'm gonna give you another big nugget right here. If you are personally responsible for making sure that the trade show booth and all of its parts and pieces or arrive and get set up, then I would suggest you put together an emergency trade show kit. What does that look like? It, it looks like a toolbox from the size of maybe a small talk, tackle box to a large roll around toolbox, whatever you think you need for your particular size of booth. And what's in that? Everything, duct tape, zip ties, regular tape, clear tape, Velcro, uh, wire, wire cutters, pliers, wrenches, everything that you could possibly need to work on that booth. Extra light bulbs for the lighting system, extra wires for everything, an extra uh, HDMI cable for the large screen TV, extra power cables, anything and everything, including a small baby jar full of the paint that you use to touch up the corners when the vacuum cleaner comes the night the next day and knocks a big old chunk of your booth out and it's got a big old gaping you know uh, sore on it because it somebody ran into it over the night 
So you have all of that put together if you're responsible. So I just gave you a, a nugget that'll save your life because when you get to the trade show, again, getting out of the exhibit hall and trying to get to a hardware store and get back can be a nightmare. It can be impossibility. Get the things that you need and put into your emergency toolkit, no matter what it is, a razor knife, uh, you know, all the little parts and pieces, multiple pairs of scissors, multiple uh, types of tape, multiple types of glue, all of the things that you might need to fix, including, I would suggest, a needle and thread, because if your uh, booth has any type of cloth on it and it gets a tear, you may want to put a stitch in it to keep it from running all the way up or down, uh, which could ruin a, a trade show booth. Those are all just little nuggets that I'm going to share with you. If you're not responsible for that, I would highly recommend that you talk to the person who is and just give them that little nugget to save their life. If they're, Especially if they're new to the position or they haven't done a lot of trade shows or event marketing. These are just things that I've learned over years of experience that can really save your life while you're there. Okay, so now you are an individual you're working on the trade show booth. You have a sh trade show schedule. <clears throat> Let's talk about go time, being at the booth. If you are part of my organization and my team, we are going to have a team meeting every single morning prior to. That is every single human being that has attended that is on the booth duty roster at any time during the day. So here's, what is, here's what's going to really suck. If you are the guy who comes on at 2 o'clock, I'm still going to have a 7 a.m. meeting and you're still going to have to be there because you're not going to know what's going on if, unless you're at the team meeting prior to us all going to the show. So my suggestion is make sure that you have it at the hotel before you come over and the guy who comes that is uh, has booth duty at 2 o'clock, he can come in his bathrobe. We don't care because he doesn't have to go put on his, his uh, work attire until 1 o'clock when he has to be at the show at 2. So... Every single morning, we're going to have a team meeting. We're going to talk about what it is that we're going to accomplish on that particular day. We're going to make assignments. We're going to tell, we're going to review the booth assignments. Who's working the booth? Who's got this? Who's going to be doing the scanning? Who's going to be doing the greeting? Where are we going to sit, everybody? What happens when there's an overflow? Who's in charge? Who is in charge? Who do you go to when there's a question that needs to be answered? And I'm going to suggest and you're gonna to have to do this very tactfully, but I'm gonna suggest that it's not one of the executives. It's not the CEO, the CFO, the CTO. Those folks are probably not uh, the ones that you want in charge. You want somebody from the marketing department that knows who the vendor is for the electricity, how do you, you know, get Wi-Fi if it doesn't, if we get there and it isn't turned on? How do you get the carpet fixed if the carpet's been torn up overnight? You know, all of those things are usually handled by the marketing department. So you want somebody in that group to be in charge. That is the person that will make those decisions. Everybody, including the CEO, the CTO, the COO, everybody goes to that person. And that way, the communication and the flow works extremely well. So I show up, 
I'm at the team meeting, everything's good. I know what products we're gonna be talking about today. I know what my times are. I know when my breaks are. I know what I can do and what I can't do in the booth. I know where I'm gonna store my briefcase if I'm allowed to bring it. I know all the rules and regulations about keeping my face to the to the aisle, not being with my back, not being seen, not be seen sitting down in the booth unless I'm at a meeting, you know, not being on my phone. You know, being engaged, all those things that have that we you know work on all year long as salespeople, all of those things are now fresh in my mind. I've got my uh, branded shirt on or my branded tie, whatever it is that you know we've decided as a team, and I'm working the booth and everything's good. Here's now one thing I want to tell you. Typically, if you are again are working on my organization. I don't want you to walk out of the show tonight with a stack of you know 50 or 100 business cards in your pocket. Even if those business cards have been scanned, they better have been scanned first of all, but even if they are, I wanna make absolutely sure that we understand how these leads are getting collected and disseminated. Even it, unless, this is the only exception, unless it is your meeting, that you set and it's your customer and you've collected his business card, which you probably shouldn't have to, but if you did, that's fine, then that's the only cards that you should have in your pocket. If it's a prospect or a suspect, I wanna make absolutely sure that card gets put into our CRM and our database. And the only way to do that is to surrender. Then listen to that word. The only way to do it is to surrender to the system let the system do the work get the card into the system i promise you that if your marketing department is worth their salt you will get the card back if you physically want the card if not they will send you the link to whatever crm so i know we've talked a lot about the details but it is now go time that is what you need to do have all of that done you are now at the booth cutting deals, shaking hands, kissing babies, making things happen because you're a sales professional. You have done all of your homework and all of your planning and everything is done. And guess what? You now can take a breath and actually enjoy the time that you have at the trade show. You can actually do the things that are fun. You can connect with people, shake hands, have great conversations about your product and service, get to know people, increase those relationships, do all the things that you need to do as a sales professional and not have to worry about all the things that we took care of all those minute little details that we took care of in all the planning and preparation and strategy that we started 12 weeks ago. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> here we are again, Sales with Sully. I'm gonna wrap it up for this week. It is go time. The next time that we talk, we're gonna be talking about follow-up. What are we gonna do now that the show is over and I'm on that plane ride back? and I'm heading back to the office after five grueling days on my feet, what is it I'm gonna do now to manage my follow-up? So until next time, this is Sales with Sully. I'm Scott Sullivan, your host, every single week right here on Inspired News Radio. We talk about the things that help you be better at being a sales professional. So until next week, when we get ready to do our follow-up, this is Sales with Sully saying, have a great week and sell something today.
You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.